the Upanishads that uh, continue on. Sorry, I'm just testing this episode out partly. But uh, the Upanishads talk about the Vedas, talk about the appearance of the Brahma, talk about the senses that exist within us, right? Sense of taste, touch, sight, smell, and the idea of meditation, the word, the essence of Om and Aum, and what the importance of it is, and the the reality that exists in our essence as human beings on this planet, on this word, world, in this universe, and the various lessons that can be taught and understood. But uh, Nachiketas. Uh, speaks to Yama, the god of death, in one conversation in the Upanishads. And he talks about, right, <clears throat> the idea and the belief of, um, he asks many questions and he wants to know about uh, life and joy and pleasure and the path of joy and to goodness and how you can follow the path of pleasure if there is no end. So he talks about there being two paths, that of wisdom and ignorance. And that that wisdom reigns above knowledge and death and death tells the Nachiquitas that only through a teacher can you achieve wisdom now in life we understand that uh, we go to school and we go to school to be able to learn but in life there's more than just schooling there's also the wisdom of life the teachers that could teach us but Nachiquitas is confused and he asked um, about this question and Yama tells him that um, right and wrong that these two paths exist and because of Atman, spirit, self, there is the smallest atom, right? The vastest of the universe in space and time. But Atman exists outside and inside the universe, within the within time-space continuum, right? Within causality, within the physical realms of the universe, outside and inside consciousness. The idea is a reason, um, Atman. And there's an analogy he uses, he uses that Atman exists, there's reason, there's a horse that he that he steeds, that he stays on, the senses. There's a path that the which the horse, the reason treads. There's the mind and the soul that uh, exist. Now, these ideas predate Christianity and explain a lot of the essence and the concepts that um, a lot of Christian people uh, were unexposed to, but a lot of the Hindu religions, the Vedas, were exposed to thousands of years or even hundreds of years prior to that. What's interesting, what I wanted to explain is that um, he talks about this, right? Sage talks about this. He says that men are driven by reason who take hold of their minds. To reach the end of the journey of life is the everlasting spirit. And he, he talks about this idea too. He says that senses lead to objects and the objects lead to mind. And the mind leads to pure reason. Reason leads to the spirit of man and that the spirit of man leads to the spirit of the universe and the spirit of the universe leads to the supreme spirit which he calls Pundas. Now what is interesting that he mentions is that um, human beings ought to awake and arise and strive for the highest. Be in the light, says, where the path is narrow and difficult to tread, narrow as the edge of a razor. Right? Now what's interesting is the Bible itself says that steep and thorny is the way, broad is the way, leads to destruction, but narrow is the way, that leads to everlasting life. This is very simple, very similar. It says, narrow as the edge of a razor. The Bible mentions about roses, this one mentions about razors. But there's also concepts too, which the sage speaks to with various people. One of them is Bhagavavedarti and the Prasna Upanishad, explaining to him about the powers that keep the universe being. He talks about the burning of the lamps of life, that life itself exists by various uh, means. He says that it exists by space, air, fire, water, earth, right? The five elements that existed prior in Western, Western philosophy talks about this a lot. You have the idea of the five five um, the five means of life the five elements 
fire, earth, air, water, fire, earth, air, water, and wind, right? But they mentioned about, um, he mentions about space, air, fire, water, earth, air, fire, water, earth, being the four primary elements, like I mentioned, much of like Greek philosophy. But he also mentions voice, mind, the eye, and the ear, right? And he says that the sage understands the value of life, that what comes to human bodies. Another person asks, Kayusa, his name's Kausalia Azralia Yama. He says, he asks a question about the sage. He says, what is the origin of life? How does it come to the human bodies? How does life diffuse itself? How does it leave the body and sustain the universe without and within the universe? Within. How does it stay in the universe without and how does it stay in the universe within? The sage replies that life comes from spirit, mind sees all and is in all. Right? Our body, our essence exists. The spirit of man sees, hears, touches, tastes, thinks. He says, talks about touching perfume, even says, and acts having all consciousness. The life requires meditation, uh, chanting, the idea of Om. The idea of a um right the vibrations of energy exist. They release endorphins. Uh, a lot of scientists will tell you that a lot of this that chanting meditation releases endorphins, makes your body happy, produces more gray matter, and um, for many people, just like we're understanding, like many people who know about sleeping, sleeping well, it's good for your health. But meditation has a longer, relaxed, open, deepening calm that weighs over people's emotions, and lives bringing on inner joy and peace for people. So when you chant Om and Um, you remain in a steady, pure, and uh, this is a true state to assist people attaining um, greatness. And he even says this, he says, the idea of Brahma is explained in another another parable. It says, Bundaka Upanishad, the creator of all, the guardian of the universe, right? Just like people today, nowadays. We're the guardian of our own destiny. We, In a sense, we, we live according to how we want to. But I think it's important that uh, we take these lessons into heart and apply them to our lives. So we, first of all, not, not that many people meditate, but I think meditation is important. But I think it's more important just to be aware of your environment, to understand the religion and the beliefs of other people, to take into account uh, life lessons and wisdom and learning from other cultures and other societies so that we can apply them and live better lives on this planet, right? That we can truly be wise and understand the reality of the world that we live in. We're not just blinded by materialism and blinded by the things that we see. Too often I see this a lot in America where I live with a lot of people. People lack the time in the day to just breathe and to take essence the reality in the world around them. They're so focused on information and the things around them, their cell phones in their hands, that they don't even understand and realize that there's a whole world around us, right? There's a whole reality and consciousness that exists beyond us, far more than we can just see or imagine. We're blinded by the reality of the world we see. We don't really experience and see the greater beyond the world around us. So we live in this bubble. We live in this technological bubble for some people. For, for other people, it's more materialism. The deeper fundamental flaw is human beings. But we all express certain emotions, right? We all, we all desire love. We all desire happiness. We all desire uh, comfort. And for many people, it requires more money, at least in a capitalist society. But other times, what's important is that we realize is that we have a thought and being we can apply truth to. We can apply these concepts learned by the Vedas. Um, 400 to 800 BCE, before the Common Era. We take into consideration reason, we take into consideration uh, what it is that these things, these things teach, right? Like, for example, they already know 400 to 800 BCE that sorrow exists in life, that we all have to suffer through sorrow. And it's funny because it mentions about a cow, 
right, who grows of old age, unable to give milk, to eat, eat grass, or drink water. Buddha mentions about other forms. Christianity talks about suffering of the world, but suffering is part of life and they exist in us. So we have to learn to embrace our suffering in our life and enjoy, take joy in our suffering and our pains and to live on and to live a better life for us as human beings. I'd like to end this podcast by saying, take into consideration the suffering of your life. Make sure your world's better. Take, take consider of your life. Uh, take consider of your health. Make your life better. Be a better person. And if you can, please follow me on my podcast, The Love of Wisdom, at The Love of Wisdom 424 on my Instagram, or The Love of Wisdom. I look forward to speaking with you guys again. Thank you very much. My name is Anthony Pence, and you're listening to the podcast, The Love of Wisdom.